Welcome to the Student Ministry Podcast, My Life Way. I'm Ben, and today's episode. At, so, if you've listened to the podcast for a while, you might, be, <laughs> you might be noticing a pattern that our second podcast of the month hopefully is uh, is with the four of us. So, producer Nathan, yeah, Zach, what's up? and Chad, all in-house today. I think Chad's there. Oh, yeah, I'm yeah. here. No, oh, okay. Yeah, I'm just, <laughs> he's considering weighing his options. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I, I, yeah. Hold on, I didn't know we were waiting <laughs> on me. <laughs> you, your, your camera froze, or so it looked like you were frozen at like just the right time, and so I was wondering if we. Anyway, we got it. We're all here. We're ready. Chad's back from vacation. Uh, the way That's that these right. things go, <laughs> listeners to the podcast think Chad's on vacation Every other all month. the time. <laughs> Every time we try to record one, Chad's just conveniently gone. <laughs> I didn't even use all my vacation. All right. Here's where we are. <laughs> Man, got to use those. Uh, here's where here's where I want to start uh, this episode. I want to go straight to Zach. <laughs> no, this is a setup. This is a high because I know that something significant in your year yes. happened in my year, recently. in my life, even. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, we this needs to become a recurring segment every okay. now and then. Uh, we could call it Zach talks wrestling or some wrestling with maybe, work. Maybe mm-hmm. there's a mm-hmm. see. There you got to wrestling, wrestling, working. No, it's yeah, it's a slobber knocker for sure. <laughs> <laughs> My high school, I have not heard that word since high school football. <laughs> oh man, our defensive coach used to say slobber knocker That's all it, the man. time. Yeah, uh, the king, JR, Jim Ross, the middle thigh. <laughs> yeah, it was that. It was that. That era just, just of missing coaches. a drawstring. That's it. Like. <laughs> he would, uh, Doug Blackburn, he would stand, uh, during weightlifting, he would take a plate and this was the only, and he would hold it above his head. He would just do tricep extensions with a plate. He would <laughs> walk that, around the weight room. That was his move. Just tricep extensions. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what it was doing for him, but he, that was his go. That was his go-to move. I mean, everybody's got their favorite show muscle. Now we know about Doug's. So <laughs> a lot of people see that the show muscle is a real thing. It is. It, uh, a lot of people think it's the bicep. Your arm will actually look bigger. That's right. If you work on the triceps. So well, forearm triceps work is real work. That's right. Yep. So youth pastors who are out there and want to like grind in your yeah. arms in the shirt before you preach on Wednesday night. One, there's another conversation right. we need to have. Two, triceps. Triceps. <laughs> First conversation, long sleeve t-shirt. Second conversation, triceps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's right. But Zach, uh, WrestleMania. Okay. It's okay. Your, so it's so a little bit of the background work. If they've been podcast listening for a while, people that know me really well know that I'm a big pro wrestling fan. I know that like, like ostensibly, like you see this and you're like, this is a guy that probably protests that pro wrestling even exists. And that's hold probably on, true. On. But I really, why would you think that? <laughs> I look at you and I, I just think look, that's a WWE fan. fan. i just you know the beard and the black coffee it's like he's probably like really into folk music and like crunchy hipster stuff or whatever but like i've got salt of the earth interest too so 
uh, grew up is now salt yeah, of the earth. I, I I, the, your the, it has to be. It of has to be. And wrestling are a little off. <laughs> of yourself it's good to have discerning friends this is what accountability is really about yeah yeah um, the correction of a friend is, is meaningful but it's what are the proverbs the yes the, the, better to have the correction of the friend than the kisses of an enemy yes yeah. one of those awkward proverbs <laughs> i love pro wrestling i grew up on it watching it middle school or elementary middle school stuff and so often have talked about it with chad ben nathan on and off the podcast that there's a lot of like life lessons about what pro wrestling is and so i big fan if you are a watcher of pro wrestling religiously you know the last few weeks have been some of the highest highs and lowest lows if you have not been involved in pro wrestling in a while and missed it it's never been more exciting than it is right now for a variety of reasons and if you don't care about it may i try to persuade you that the last couple of weeks have been really enticing to see what might happen next so i, I will I'll affirm some of that. So I have been out of the wrestling game since the NWO. So that's it's a real hot yeah, point. It is. It's, it it's been out. a while. <laughs> Stock was at all time high. Yeah. It was. Uh, so it's been a while, but I have started paying more attention. Yeah. Since I've learned of Zach, your love for this. Uh, and it is exciting. Like there is a. It is a good time to jump in. It feels like in. some things are resetting a little bit for better or worse. There's Internet people who would line up on each side. That's I right. Think. That's right. A lot of opinions to be had. Uh, change of ownership, acquisitions, mergers at like the real level. But then the storytelling things that are happening inside the squared circle are also really interesting. Long term champions, hopeful up and comers that had their hopes dashed. The return of unstoppable forces and then the mash of some new talent and who will end up where it's. It's an exciting time in WrestleMania. This uh, this April was legitimately, legitimately a couple of weeks ago, one of the greatest nights of like everybody's like fantasy booking for how it would end. It all everything ended exactly like we wanted, and we all cheered. And then on the second night of the two night event, there were several moments that it was like we got nothing that we wanted, and yet we're all back here watching more, which is exactly <laughs> exactly the kind of like soap opera TV that we're hoping for. Chad's even well, watching YouTube videos now, so he like is with some oh, of the things that I'm talking about. Like he's he's like, what are you, what are you, why? And you're like, hold don't on, sell. hold on. Zach, I got a question. <laughs> when you watch this at your okay. house, do you wear a shirt or are you just like shirtless <laughs> on the couch? That's fair. Uh, so Giddy and I typically, so my youngest has gotten into it because it's anything sports related, even sports entertainment. Uh, we'll start with shirts on, but when some of our wrestlers come out who are shirtless, Gideon will take his shirt off. Uh, one of them uh, says shoosh. That's kind of his power up word. He goes shoosh. So Giddy will take his shirt off and go shoosh. And that's usually my cue to take my shirt off and go shoosh. Wow. And so that's how we have bro time in the working that's household. Parent discipleship at its best right there. <laughs> That's real family disciples. It really is, right? Like the cues of your children to, yeah, engage them more. Yeah, it's good. 
So is the next uh, is the next thing we're looking at SummerSlam? Like, is is that the the next big event where things things could happen? So there will be an event in May that's happening in uh, San Juan, Puerto Rico. Um, that's kind of like a mid stop pre summer event. But the next biggest event will be August SummerSlam of the Big Four. So there's a lot of things that people are projecting that will be storyline build up into that. Okay, so, no, so it's, it's good, man. There's there's some folks that won that we wanted to win, and some folks that didn't win that we were hoping would win. But that just makes for really good TV. I have a theory that they're giving us a little bit of the Avengers storyline, and so instead of WrestleMania this year being the end game we were hoping for, it is the Infinity War, and a bunch of folks just got dusted, and we're gonna have to wait until next spring. Mm. A whole year. I think they're playing the long play or they're not making the play at all. So we'll know in a year. Next year's WrestleMania 40. I think there's a lot of pressure into the 40th year being extra good. So you you do something for 40 years. You're going to have to bring back some big some talent, former personalities. And like there's going to have to be some old school involvement. Right. Well, like so that was one of the let. That was one of the night two things that we didn't get that we all thought we were going to is WrestleMania was in Hollywood. There was a lot of tease that The Rock, Dwayne The Rock Johnson might show up. He did not, even though we were in his backyard. And so it was a little bit like, man, we were hoping and we didn't get it. The Rock is confusing to me because (laughs) like he'll he'll be posting stuff from Hawaii I think he lives several places. Oh, definitely. At multiple times. (laughs) Yeah. And but if I if one of them was Hawaii for me, that's what would get most of my Instagram visual as well. He's just (laughs) he's just blocking out that content. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Nathan. um, Yeah. You and I you and I had a tremendous night as as we catch up. Conquerors. Right. That's right. We are victorious. Uh, <laughs> we succeeded. We, so uh, some of you may know Nathan and I play World of Warcraft. Uh, if any of you out there want to play, we uh, drop those gamer tags. Yeah. Raid with us. Get hit <laughs> That's us right. up on social media. You can jump in the raid and it'll be awesome. But we uh, we finally defeated the heroic version of the final raid boss for this tier of content on Sunday night. Yep. It was good. It was, it, it was a long time in coming, and it's one of those things where it really is a, a progression thing, right? It's not just – you have to get a lot of things right, but it also takes months of, of grinding and getting the gear to be able to do it as well. So, yeah, it felt really good. It did feel good. The, so, we travel. We were out with essentials and all kind of stuff, youth pastor summits, and the guild that we run with finished it last week while we were out of town, and we were like – that was our chance. Like it's never going to happen. We put all this time into it. And then, but, uh, but we were, they ran it again Sunday. We were able to, we were able to jump in. Yeah. And they were nice to come help us. They were, they were, some of you might be like, why would I care about, listen, this is a big deal. We have, we have achieved victory on something very difficult. Because it takes the whole team, right? Like this is not like you and Nathan can't just like saddle up and go. Like that would not be enough. Yeah, no, that's strings of okay. Okay. I mean yeah. there were I mean does it, it take, was uh, how many people does it take? Uh the least it can take is about ten, but we typically that's even hard. 10? So we ran it with I think about fifteen or so. Oh my god. Fifteen people getting all the stuff. So you got so you've got 
two tanks, couple, several healers, but then a lot of what you consider DPS. And it really is a lot of like everybody's got to move kind of As in a, a well-orchestrated and coordinated group. There's multiple groups going different places at the same time to kill different things. There's a lot of like if one person messes up, then stuff could wipe the whole group, meaning the whole group dies and you've got to start over. And that could be five, six, seven, ten minutes into the fight kind of a deal. So it really is like, I mean, it's a, it it is amazing the sense of community that comes from it because you really do achieve stuff. Half of these people, have three quarters of these people I've never met even in real life um, that we raid with, you know, that kind of a thing. And so just to, you know, but do you that with them. other people is really cool. So. Yeah, it and it, it, there's strategy involved. So you got and this one fight alone is around ten minutes. You're so yeah. you're fighting the same thing, dragon in this case, for ten minutes or longer. And you you if if one person dies, it's basically over. So you yep. gotta anyway. So we got the achievement, I love it. Uh, and we we were we were victorious, and it was a great it was a great moment. yeah. What, uh, Zach, were you surprised by the WrestleMania stuff or did you kind of know it was coming? So that's not, not like, to get in the ticky tacky, like the Saturday night, like, so p- part of what's fun of the thing is it's storytelling, right? So the, the appeal yeah. that I would make to anybody who's a communicator or does, you know, public speaking, teaching, preaching is what story are you trying to tell? Cause you can't tell it all and you have to tell it at a certain pace. And so there were some things mm-hmm. that were unfolding in the weekly shows leading up to the big event. So this is kind of like if you had sermon series that always rolled up into D now into camp, into like a fall retreat. You're utilizing those week to week things to tell like the big story on the weekend. So people that are, playing along or following along kind of have ideas of like, I think this is where they're going. So there's a lot of like booking. So the question of booking is how is the story going to resolve this chapter moving from chapter to chapter? And the first night of the big event, like a lot of the things that the discussions have been were like, oh, we got it right. Cause it was like, that makes sense. It all kind of fell together. And the second night it swerved, but not in a way that was like satisfying, but in a way that was kind of like, oh man, Uh, Yeah, stinks because like, you know, it's one of those like part of a good story is having the like let down into the buildup unless you swerve too hard. And it's like, oh, well, that like so instead of feeling like delayed, you feel despaired. And so there was some but it was so interesting was it felt like a tale of two nights because the first night was like everything was like, yes, that's what we wanted. And it felt great. And they did a good job telling it. And the second night was like clunky and like mm, that's not what i would have done and oh that was a weird choice and then the big ending was like oh <laughs> yeah he doesn't win this time so it was it was the sure thought he was gonna was win the this time to the easter oh. series and then no talk on the resurrection just right yeah that's <laughs> the I think that's okay. so just <laughs> that's all i'm gonna say just finances and it was like and yep now that you're all here and they buried him and it was like but does he come out of the tomb? Right, right. Maybe. But no one <laughs> Just, should go back and check. Yeah. yeah, it would be like if you didn't have Easter Sunday where it was like, I think the tomb's empty. But there's been mm. no report yet. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. I was just curious because I was pleasantly surprised by something. And it kind of got me thinking about what are those moments in life that are like pleasant surprises that don't you don't see coming? Yeah. Uh, kind of a deal. Now, this one's going to again, I guess we're going to just geek out on this episode. <laughs> man, like, yeah. Yeah. Geek and so again, it. so a little behind the curtain for me. I love Star Wars stuff. And yeah. The latest Ahsoka trailer. OK. Dropped, and the very end of the Ahsoka trailer. Somebody matched it up. I didn't even catch it originally. And then, but 
the end of the Ahsoka tra- trailer, or else how it somewhere in it um, actually is the reverse shot of how Star Wars Rebels ended like eight years ago. And that story's kind of been hanging out there in Star Wars world. And to me, it's one of the best Star Wars pieces of movie. And like, I mean, it's it's an animated series, which I never thought I would like. But its storytelling and writing is absolutely incredible. And I've been waiting to see where this ends. And so it looks like now, years later, we're going to get and start to jump into where that story left off with Ahsoka. As, so you see, like, in the Rebels, you see the spaceships kind of going away. And in Ahsoka, you see them coming to her. And it's okay. like, I mean, it's just, I was like, oh my gosh, this is this it's gonna be fill the, in the one gaps. of the greatest things yeah. ever. It's going to be crazy. Like this is, so anyway, I was just, I love those kind of like moments and you don't expect them. And they're just, you know, things that maybe don't really matter in the scheme of things, but they're fun. And they, they you know, bring some joy or whatnot. So I've started thinking about pleasant surprises the other day. The pleasant surprise is good. I, th- I think it's the like, uh, and then, so there's another TV show at HBO that Karen and I have been watching that had a big surprise this Sunday. And it literally was, there was a swerve, but it was the swerve that like was really satisfying. Like there was like, there was a death that we knew was coming, but it happened sooner than we thought, but we all knew the death of the character was coming. And I think that's it where it's like the timing might be a little bit different versus the outcome. Like if the character never had died in this show, we'd have been like, let's. Well, that's weird. But if it's yeah. like, oh, it came episode three instead of episode eight. Oh, well that now we what are we going to do with the rest of the time that we have? And so there's some of that, too. I think the timing of stuff. And again, yeah. a lot of this is the storytelling, right? Like if you give it away too early, then you're just back feeling the boredom. But if you yeah. like wait too long, you may have missed that. Really? It's the it's the preaching moment of like you're there and you have the thing and you're sharing it. It's great. And then you take a breath and you start over again. And it's like, no, 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 you had it. You're done. Like save right. for next time. Like the episode right, is over, exactly. like pray and get out. Like don't try to tack on another one because it was going well. Um, right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. That's such a good, difficult lesson to learn <sighs> in preaching because the natural tendency. And if you communicate a, a lot in that environment, like you can tell when you've got, like when people are engaged and it's like you're delivering the point. Yeah. Yeah. And the temptation is, man, let me just keep riding this wave. It's good. Now it can only get better. Right. It can only get better than this. Exactly. (laughs) Let me preach until they become unengaged. And then I'm going, I I haven't missed a three all night. I guess I keep shooting threes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It it, is like, sometimes you just got to say, let's pray and get, get, get out of there. That's it. So no, it's the it's, art it's, yeah, of the, the pleasant early. surprise, the time of surprise, the yes. art of leaving early. <laughs> mm, Chad, I feel like you have a PhD in this area. Chad, would you Chad. care to enlighten us? Yeah, share, share your life that. policy, Chad. You can have my money, but you can't have. Yeah, yeah. Listen, no, it's they already have my money. They don't get all. Oh, my okay. Time. Now, now that's okay. not always like the case, right? Like there are some things that I stay to the end to, but yeah, like. Weddings, yeah. No, right. I don't always take the end of those. <laughs> well, that's questionable based on our last van conversation. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I stayed to nephew's the baptism. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, all good. Yeah. You beat traffic, which is a big thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> First out of the parking that's lot. Right. That's good. That's right. Um, no, I. Man, I feel that way on a Sunday morning. Like I, I like being in. <laughs> out of the parking lot pretty quickly <laughs> like I, I like it i don't like sitting in the traffic it's it's a two-edged sword because one i'm like so, so when i drive onto the parking lot 
I, if it's hard to find a parking space, I try to remind myself, this is great. Like I want it to be difficult to find a parking space because people are here. People are coming as a former church staff person. Like I just try to remind myself of that at the end of the service. I don't want to sit in that. I want, I want to get out of there. I'm trying to find the least used way out of the parking lot. And that's why you need to know yep. that all the information in the announcements is already in the bulletin, which is in your hand. <laughs> He's taking a rip. Mm-hmm. When, they, when yep. they move the offering from the middle of the service to the end of the service <laughs> at my home church, the the like dip and go during the offertory prayer shot up like 30%. It was like, and now we're going to pass the plates and bow your heads and the back three rows are gone. <laughs> Did they change it back? Uh, they haven't changed it back since COVID because they oh, put okay. the QR code on the screen. But no, oh, they definitely. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, is, yeah. did, did giving go down based on nah, it being see, at the you, end? Of you the throw service. that QR code in and make the make the plea during the week via email because everybody's digital mm-hmm. givers. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Hey, Zach, I was going to ask you something uh, about I, I think there's something for us that's really cool here. Um, but I know this is like something that's close to your heart. Okay. So, <laughs> but I want to I want to tread gingerly. I know a mentor of yours, longtime yeah. friend and pastor, had his last Easter yeah. services this year as he moves towards transition and retirement and, and all of those kinds of things. Uh, how did that go? What did you walk away? Like, how did he pastor that moment as a long tenured, multiple decade pastor who's yeah. retiring and this is... Easter's a big deal, and this is the last one. How did he? Mm. How did he pastor that moment? Um, so he teared up, which is uh, he he is prone to do at the right moment. So one of the things that we love uh, about the wisdom and the legacy of who Hess is is that he's um, willing to bear out, even in his voice and his tears, the truthfulness of what he was sharing, and so he. Um, uh, he, he has always been the staunch, like his first address to the room on Easter Sunday every year is the old liturgical cadence of uh, Christ is risen. And he has everybody say he is risen indeed. And so he did it three times. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. And on that third time, his voice cracked mm. and he couldn't finish it. But we all chanted the he is risen indeed. And the whole room felt the weight of it. Um, yeah. And so from there, everything else was just like, I don't know, man. Like, it's, again, it's one of those like it's the pacing, it's the thing and it's the crisis. Cause the first time he was like, yes. And the second time was good. And the third time, like the, the, the reality of like what this moment was and the last time to do that as the senior pastor of this church. Yeah. And it hit. And so I have a feeling he'll do the same thing when we do our big Christmas offering because he always would have us sing the doxology. So I'm Mm. assuming there's going to be another moment where like getting through it is almost impossible. Um, But ironically, he preached not the empty tomb, but the John 5 passage, which has been meaningful for our team as we've gone around and done some of our essential stuff of the guy at the pool of do you want to get well? And there was something about like that real proactive statement. I'm not just announcing the empty tomb, but Jesus is looking at someone who didn't know him, but Jesus wanted to know that man and asking, do you want to get well? 
that was a really powerful message to have on Easter Sunday. So it was, it was good. Wow. Really good. Well, and he's like, his legacy is like the opposite of leave it early, right? Like 26 years, 70 this year. He has been there for the long haul. Yep. Hey, by the way, one of the few that I know, I need everybody to know that my policy of leaving early doesn't apply to churches. It's, okay, it's normally like movies that I go to and concerts. And concerts, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Chad, Chad, good, Chad is good. the ultimate litmus test for your sermon. If he stands up and walks out while you're preaching, you got his money, but you can't have his time. <laughs> oh, have man. you ever? So here's the here's a question that I I would love to ask all of us. We've talked, we, we mentioned just a moment ago about like when you're speaking, you know, when you're in the rhythm and you like people are with you engaged. Have you ever been preaching a message where you looked at it and you were like, I could walk off right now and no one would know, would know the difference. <laughs> like they are not here. They're not engaged. Like I have, I have not, I have not done well. Nobody. I mean, yeah, yes. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to call anybody. Just me, out. cool. Okay, yeah. I, yeah. I've had those thoughts before when I'm looking out there and I'm like, wow, that's a lot of glazed faces, and it's like, okay, I don't know why this is falling flat, but okay, this is fun, you know, that kind of a thing. Right. So yeah, I guess so. Yeah. The the one that's have you ever ended one early because you thought this is not this is not going well. I uh, I had a very unique experience. It wasn't necessarily a sermon. In college, um, I got asked to um, like MC and do some comedy stuff for this like outside evangelism event, and it was the like worst case scenario ever for that. So it was like it was really just a like a music festival with all of these like Christian bands that you've never heard of. And then they just like (laughs) slotted me in like between two acts. It's out. Just a buffer of the stage changes. It's out. (laughs) Like right after Sanctus Real. (laughs) (laughs) The sound guys, the the sound techs like bumping you while trying to plug in the guitar for the next set. Yeah. Uh huh. It's like Sorry, that might have been me. 110 degrees <laughs> outside. Okay. So it's 110 degrees outside in Oklahoma. Everybody's hot. They're just there to listen to music. Everybody's eating like hot dogs out there. And then I'm up there trying to like make jokes that are not landing at all. <laughs> and it was bomb fest city, man. <clears throat> and like with stand up, like. It's really hard to like win back the crowd that's already not paying attention <laughs> once they oh, checked out. Golly. So yeah, I I ended that early. I think I was supposed to, and the crazy thing is like I was supposed to go for like thirty minutes, which is that's already a lot. A lot. <laughs> um, and so yeah, I, I that's a whole Netflix special right there. I think I went between like fifteen and twenty and was like, we out, we out of here. <laughs> amazing it was man okay i got i got in something so, in the mail today that i need some uh feedback and advice on uh okay. oh boy oh this is the, good the uh 
we have a, a technology center here in town and they have classes or courses that you can take. They're just like single, like one time classes. Some of them are like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, but they have a whole like smorgasbord of options here from, I mean, all kinds of stuff, things that you would assume would be there, like basics of Excel. But then there's also like cooking stuff. So if I wanted to learn how to make basic sushi, I have that option. Oh, this one caught my eye. Okay. You ready for this one? Charcuterie, butter and tapas, which I feel like <laughs> charcuterie and tapas I'm here for. Why are you just sneaking in butter? Like it's a whole butter. What are you doing with that butter? Um, <laughs> you've got your garlic butter. You've got your rosemary butter. You've got your. Yeah, what, I, what, 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 what else would it be? I My don't know. worry though, there's some construction classes. The basics of septic tanks, okay, is a three hour course. But intro to balloon animals is also a three hour course. I I want my person that is putting in my plumbing to know more than a basic balloon artist. Here's you don't need to take that septic tank course. Here's what I can tell you: everything you need to know about plumbing right here. Hots on the left, crap don't flow uphill. That's it. Hots on the left. That's it. Hots on the left. Crap don't flow uphill. Hot water goes on the left. You ever <laughs> you ever been to a place where the plumber got that backwards? Oh, it's that's weird. That's an unpleasant yeah. surprise it's right there. Very unpleasant <laughs> surprise. Totally. Can you imagine? That's, can you imagine showing up to that class, paying thirty dollars? Somebody just gets up, <laughs> gives you that to advice, and calls it and walks out. <laughs> Here's the book. Some YouTube channels. If you guys are Those interested, there's balloon animal art right down the hall. If you guys still want to. <laughs> they're, they're still on snakes. You've got time to join. I imagine the balloon animal to uh, class to be very hands-on. Yeah. I don't know what you're doing in the septic tank class. They, uh, they probably don't wheel one in there, I would imagine. Like maybe a new one, oh, like a clean one. Well, they're pretty big. I mean, they're not the smallest things in the world. We had yeah. one growing up and it had to get pumped out once. And so the professional came over with a really long metal pole and drove into the ground quite a few times till he hit something solid where he thought it was because the grass was greener there than other places in the yard. So it's about all I know about septic tanks. There you go. <laughs> Well, if you take one of those classes, I think we might need to choose a class that Chad should take. Oh, and report back. That's, I think oh. that's it. Please, we'll let you leave back. I, I want to know how much sushi you can learn in <laughs> one class. Uh, what about what about egg select breakfast? Emphasis on the egg. Mm. See, I think mm. that could be that a would winner. be a good one. The charcuterie class. I mean, what are we doing there? Because you're just, just you're laying meat on a board. board. Is it like right. a positioning thing or like a like a menu builder? Uh, like salami the roses or make is that what? right? Yeah. How fancy is this getting? Butter's yeah. the outlier. Is it what cheeses not to mix together? Butter is the outlier. Is butter the secret thing to a charcuterie board that we don't know about? It's just a thin layer of butter on it for a little bit of flavor, and nobody knows. What it. if I get to learn right how to make one of butter and flour butters? You never seen one of those? 
The uh, what's flower well, butter? That oh, butter, butter that, that looks, looks like a flower? flower. Flower carving, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That's oh, just, you just butter. Get, yeah, that's just a pastry bag and a piping tube. Listen, just because <laughs> you can teach can there, you really go. Soft. You can teach the class. <laughs> the old piping tube. <laughs> Some of us are still out here trying to learn, Nathan. We haven't figured it all out. My bad. My bad. Yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Oh man! So, are you and Martha signing up for a class? Is there is there one that's going to be? So I, 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 I Higgins family keep the brochure because I think doing like a sushi beginner class together would be a really fun date night. So, Ben yeah. Zach, for you guys, what are what are enjoyable like date nights that you guys enjoy doing together? Not like together, but with your spouse. Ben and I love hanging out together. Yeah, you know, a little, a little dinner and magic. It's nice. <laughs> I uh, food. We're restaurant people. We like to try new restaurants and okay, but, but new ones, or you go back to the same few? Because uh, there's some folks that are like, these are our five. We rotate them. Or you guys try new ones? Yeah. If, so if we have time to go downtown, we try new ones. Uh, if we have to stay in the Hendersonville area, then we have some favorites that we that we kind of rotate around. Um, but yeah, we like to try, we like to try new restaurants. I think that's our thing. And then there are like, we'll do a concert or something. Uh, there's a place here now. There are a couple places in Nashville that, uh, songwriters go and perform and, and do their original songs, stuff that you've heard people on the radio sing, but, but didn't write. So the writers will perform at a couple of small venues in Nashville. Uh, and so we like to go to those and it's, you know, it's a small room, couple hundred people, usually dinner is involved and you just listen to the songwriters talk about their songs and, and perform them. So that that's a fun we've come to enjoy doing that. That is cool. Uh, for Karen and I's concerts like that's that's something when we were younger, that was our thing before kids. And so yeah, we'll go eat. We love to eat, but good to go to like a live music thing. Uh, even to this day, like last week, I bought our tickets for the. Um, the, the format festival, it's going to be in Arkansas again this year, Ben. So it's, we're going back for a few days in late September, um, to be outside music for several days. It's just, I don't know. We talk, we hang out. We like a lot of different artists. And so getting to go experience them in different places and stuff has just been kind of a, a fun thing for us. So live, live music where we can find it. I want to hear about that with you and Martha, but I think the trick, like the trick of that is, is like sometimes we can fall into the pattern of, if we don't have enough time to do something cool, we don't do anything. And like, we have to be really like, we have to watch and be careful of that, that there's still time is time. Whether you have a lot of it to go do something fun and try a new place you've never been, even if you can't do some something like that, then it's still worth the investment to to do something, even if you have an hour for lunch one day or whatever. That sounds like a great parallel to student ministry. I, I think I think the key for us, no matter what it is, is the thoughtfulness of intentionality. Sorry, my voice is gone. If if you can hear that, like I've been struggling with allergies, but um, allergies aren't real. Yeah. It's fine. It's <laughs> for me. It's it's less about what we do and the the thought that goes into it. So like even even like with the meal kind of stuff. Like the thoughtfulness of like, oh, I've researched and found this really new good place. Or, you know what I mean? Like for Zach, like this meaningful concert that you thought about 
Because I think I had to wake up early to pre-order yeah, tickets. If you carve yeah. out the time, if you wait until Friday and it's just like, so what are we going to do? That doesn't feel like that's meaningful or thoughtful. And so I think being meaningful and thoughtful is really, really important. Um, yeah. So we just had Easter and it got me thinking. I was wondering, do you guys have any like Easter traditions that you have? I think usually we have holidays we do. And I didn't really realize we did, but my family always gets together. My mom always cooks a ham. I don't know why that became the Easter <laughs> tradition, but we always have ham on Easter. Ham like on ham, Bunny Day. Eggs. Yeah, the- <laughs> I, I don't know. It's it's, But it's a thing. But anyway, but like it was a good time spent with family and that kind of stuff. And then it got me thinking, like, what, what were some of those traditions in like student ministry that we had growing up? And so like one for us is we always did the like mid-October bonfire kind of a deal. So I don't know. It's just I don't know. I just started thinking about traditions and stuff like that. But so I we always had ham growing up on Easter, too. Hmm. And I would love to know where that the like origin of the ham came yeah. from. Yeah, like we all that was always a part of it. I um there was an event uh in student ministry like as a teenager that I remember uh every year. It was like a retreat or disciple now, but our church would basically take over like the holiday inn. Uh, and we would stay at the hotel. It was a small holiday inn. So it was mostly just us. And I feel bad now for the people oh, that yeah. weren't us that just happened to be rolling through town on that weekend. But we would basically take over the hotel sessions in the conference room. It ran just like a disciple now, but we were in, in the hotel for the, for the duration. And there was, a, I mean, it was always just, I remember it being super fun. It was like, you got to stay in a hotel room with, friends and at that time in your life like that's cool you never get to do stuff like that uh i mean i think tradition like your point there and even like at a step back one level i think sometimes in student ministry we push back against tradition but there are some traditions that when you like really lean into them Mm -hmm. can bring a lot of excitement and anticipation like i've uh i've preached one year at uh, a summer camp for a friend and they did every morning they did this cheer. I'm not a big like cheer wreck cheer kind of person, but they did it and like it stuck and they had been doing it for years and years. And those man, those teenagers like lived for whatever cheer chant this thing was and it was tradition and it made a camp exciting and off to a positive start and you could really tell that like that was an intentional tradition that they had in place to set the pace of energy that would take people throughout the day of camp Mm. and it was a meaningless cheer gibberish words and stuff but Man, it was done so well. And they had done such a great job of instilling tradition that like people looked forward to doing that. Like when they got to camp, like that mm-hmm. was a big part of it. Yeah, we had we had a thing very similar to that as well. It was a gibberish type chant um, that they would always do at the rec fields and things like that. And there was always at camp too, um, the Thursday night of camp, there was like this passing of the torch that almost felt like mm. it was like um student led type thing of like the seniors passing the torch to the juniors as like you're the carrier of mm. like 
student ministry and the excitement and all these kind of things. Um, that was a, that was a really, really big deal as well. Another tradition that we had that wasn't a like started tradition. It just became one. Um, so we used to do these big like baptism bash things where, um, you know, we'd point students and adults in our church to this like one Sunday every few months. Um, that was, we were going to do all of our baptisms that morning. And our church didn't have like your normal like baptistry at that time. We we're a younger church. And so we had a, um, one of those like, uh, like four foot tall kiddie pool kind of things that we would set up in the lobby, put water in it. We'd do all of our baptisms out there. <clears throat> well, the Sunday after baptisms, we started doing these like, um, videos of this game that we play on Wednesday night called sink or float and me and another guy on staff, it was outrageous. We would go over the top with it and we would both have like ridiculous outfits on. We would get in the pool and then we would just take random items and we'd like determine whether they would sink or float. And then there was always this like, Live. This well, is live. We'd record them on the Monday after the baptism, and then we'd show okay. it on Wednesday. And yeah, um, but then the kids would play the game live, so they'd hold up a one if it uh, sings or two if it floats, and then if they got it wrong, they sat down. Um, but like everything was just over the top for that thing, and then the final item every time was this like big item, like. And we would, me and Timmy, the other guy that would do it, we would always surprise each other. We'd go off, like you would know everything <laughs> that was coming up until that final item that, like if it was my turn, Timmy wouldn't know what it was. And if it was Timmy's turn, I wouldn't know what it was. But the other person had to like interact with it. So like one, <laughs> one. A little bit of whose line yeah. at improv. So yeah, like yeah, one yeah, year, yeah. The, the real famous year that really kind of kicked it off was Timmy's time. He gave me a jug of buttermilk and it was, you know, we do these stupid voices and um, right before I threw it in, I took off the top and I went to like chug this buttermilk and I ended up throwing up over the backside of the pool. And so <laughs> it became this like big deal. <laughs> the students thought it was the funniest thing ever. And then like the next wow. year, like I, I had like a lobster with the claws undone and I just threw this lobster at Timmy. It was a whole thing. Live lobster. Live lobster. <laughs> I was just trying to snap him. It was awesome. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so it became this big thing that like, I mean, students are excited about baptism, but they also knew that like that meant sink or float is Wednesday. And so it was mm. like a crowd builder for us. Like kids were like, you've got to come. They would bring all of their friends. Um, and it became a really fun deal. That's cool, man. I like it. Zach, do you have any memorable traditions? So family stuff. And we always did egg hunts. I mean, we were always like loose change in the eggs. Um, that was always a way to make a few extra bucks during Easter. And we would do egg hunt stuff with family and as many cousins as we could get together, which for us was not a lot of cousins. Um, man, student ministry traditions. Man, we, 
we would always have a lot of chances to serve in the summer and even more than like the camp themes or teaching or whatever. I remember those like Thursday afternoon, like opportunities to serve um, that we had, you know, we had some downtown ministries that were related to for folks experiencing homelessness or some shelter stuff that we would work and do. Again, I can't tell you every single theme that we did for summer camps or I can't tell you any of the specific lessons that were taught. But I remember the chance to go serve every summer as a way mm-hmm. to like fill some of the time in the summer. And that really shaped, I think, a lot of the conversations that we'd have from whatever was happening on a Sunday or midweek was those Tuesday or Thursday afternoons where we'd go serve and then get snow cones. And I think that's just been one of the things that was most memorable about summertime stuff. Man, that says a lot about where we put our time and some of the things that we tend to focus on in student ministry. And listen, I am all for putting work into a clear theme theme and one that is sticky and students can identify relatable fun relevant to where they are all that stuff like what i'm about to say does not disregard all of that but what you just articulated i think is the story of many who who reflect back on their student ministry days i may not remember every theme but i remember this connecting point Mm -hmm. i remember that we got to go serve together and this is what we did or I remember this small group leader that used to have coffee with us or would take us to lunch on Sunday afternoons once a month or whatever it might be. It's it's those kind of moments that tend to last. And man, what would it look like if the majority of our time was placed on setting up potential moments like that? Maybe trade some hours the other direction. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, those are memorable. I think not only for students, but for leaders, too. I mean, just a couple of weeks ago, I was in Colorado Springs and uh, I'd taken a group of students there probably 12 years ago. And I drove by, um, you know, the place we worked and you just getting to see it, like brought back all of these memories and like Mm -hmm. specific students. And I was like, you know, in, in your mind, 12 years ago, like. There's some students where I'm like, man, I wonder, I wonder what he's doing now. You know, I haven't talked to him in a long time and it like rekindles some of that opportunity to, to reach out and check on people too, that I think is huge. Well, it's always good to spend a little time chatting with, with you guys. Uh, Hopefully you're listening, you're walking away with some greater knowledge of WrestleMania, of (laughs) World of Warcraft or how to build traditions, (laughs) something. Maybe we've made it okay for you to let your inner geek out a little bit today. So uh, whatever the case may be, this has been another episode of the Student Ministry Podcast by Lifeway. We'll see you next time, everybody.